Welcome in to, dare I say, a very special edition of Sportball. I'm your boy, Sam, with me in person, together, all together for the last time on this earth, <laughs> are my friend Seth and Kyle. Boys, how are we doing? Hello. I feel like every episode is either a very special edition or a whole long episode. Well, that's only because I kept saying it was special every time, and then you said it's not special, so I had to do something. To keep the listeners engaged. Is Ronald Russell Wilson's kid's name Future? <laughs> like the rapper? The rapper that had a thing with his wife? The guy, the rapper had Future. a thing with his wife? His name was Sierra. Thought so. And they named a kid after him? Sounds like Do it. you think out there there's... He's a good friend. There's a lady named Past. Good and one. I was They're done yet. Nice. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> We're not here to talk about Sierra, are we? I would talk about Russell if we're here. Just no, this is not a football pod. <laughs> this is an NBA offseason extravaganza, Palooza, big summer blowout. They share a kid together, Future and Sierra, oh. and they've named him Future. <laughs> future Junior. I guess if you're going to name him Future Junior, like the future is still going on. You know, I'm sorry, right. So Future Wilburn, actually. Future is Wilburn. Is that his last name? Yeah. Apparently. Is that Future's last name? <laughs> future Wilburn Jr. Future Wilburn Sr. Not quite general general, but... Oh, man, I miss him already. Uh, so, yeah, this is our last time in person, Seth, because would you like to share with our listeners the news? Yeah, so I uh, finished grad school a few months ago, and I got a job uh, working in violence prevention at a private university in St. Paul, Minnesota. So, uh, the land of 10,000 lakes, here I come. There are 11,000. There are. And also, both my siblings and my niece and my cousins and grandparents. Okay, we don't need all about your life or anything. But he's... uh... (laughs) I'm abandoning Chicago. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Following Rudy Gobert to Minnesota. (laughs) Wow. That's a spoiler. He was part of the deal. (laughs) (laughs) You want to talk about that first? You want to talk about KD first? Ah, whatever. Who's KD? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> my sister I thought we could talk about her uh no let's talk about KD first because he's someone considered still the best player in the NBA we wouldn't but some people out there might um Kevin Durant has requested a trade can we talk about that part first like sure still don't understand what Kevin is upset about what could he possibly be upset about <laughs> I my understanding of the situation is that KD and Kyrie went to Brooklyn, right? Mm-hmm. And then I guess he felt like ownership didn't treat Kyrie well. How so? I'm not agreeing with him. I think probably because they didn't cater to his every whim. <laughs> did they? Did they not? I mean, they didn't let him play road games at the beginning. And then I no. guess they didn't want to sign yeah, him to. I, I probably is mostly because they didn't want to sign to a long term contract this offseason, like a max deal. Who, Kyrie? I do, I'm disagreeing with everything I'm saying. I'm just saying I think that's what he would say is the reason. I feel like that's a in, – in the grand scheme of, like, superstar players who ask for trades, like, oh, you didn't sign my teammate to a long-term deal is, like, the least amount that anyone's ever had to complain about before they requested a trade, you know? Yeah, especially because he said that he – him and Kyrie would still like to play together. It's not in Brooklyn. Right. It's, it's confounds reason, honestly. And it does. Brooklyn, like, probably their biggest mistake in all of this was that they did cater to Kyrie and KD so much. Right. And so it's like, if you're not happy there, like, what the hell do you want? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a strange situation, if you ask me. Yeah, I agree. And he's had such a weird career, I feel like, Kevin, because I don't know, there's just been no one like it for like maybe a top 15, top 10 player of all time, right? He, you know, his only titles are with the Warriors, with Steph, where he joined a 73-win team. And then he went to Brooklyn and did nothing. And now who knows where he's going to go, but he's past his prime. Yeah. It's just a very strange career. Yeah, I mean, I feel like 
there's a lot of memes about KD changing teams, but he doesn't get the same amount of shit that LeBron does. And whenever LeBron does it, he's won a championship, at least with the team that he's gone to. Well, LeBron's always done it in free agency, too, you know. And so has Kevin Durant, to be clear, until yeah. this time. So. And Kevin did get a lot of shit for joining the Warriors. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think the only historical comparison that I could even say is remotely close is, like, Kareem changing teams during his prime and then winning championships with Magic. But... Yeah, I mean, there's also Wilt, right, who yeah. could never get it done until the end of his career uh, when he joined another team. But, I mean, there's a lot of star players who join another, who, like, title chase when they're older. Yeah. I think what was unique about KD was, like, he was exactly in his prime when he went to the Warriors, who were already favorites to win the title. Yeah. And then... I mean, obviously, this whole thing with <laughs> being in a worldwide pandemic and having a teammate who doesn't get vaccinated and all of that is pretty unique. Yeah, hard to replicate that. Um, <laughs> I mean, and the fact that they just had Harden on this team. Yeah. And he already left. I, mean, I feel like we spend, don't you feel like we spend 75% of our time talking about Kyrie, Ben Simmons, and James Harden in some order? <laughs> and they just, do a little merry-go-round of teams. And yeah, this whole offseason, I keep forgetting that Ben Simmons is on the Nets. James Harden's a team <laughs> player. I was wondering how how soon we would hear that on this podcast. <laughs> you know who doesn't get enough credit for not seeking out another team in their old age to win more championships and has been with the same team, I think, his whole career? Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> Joel Embiid. False. False again. Oh wait, wait. Let's really think Love about me. this. Is he playing? Is, could he be is he doing about? a bit or is he doing someone real? Look at his little smile. They've been on the same team. He loves that. Robert Covington. No, no he's not like on the same team. No. Um. Who are his favorite players? Jimmy Butler. No, not on the same team. Udonis Haslam. Oh. My man's been there since birth. Speaking, speaking, Miami. speaking of Miami. But he already won a championship with them. So. Exactly, but he's not seeking another one. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Miami, so that was one of the one of the destinations that um, that KD said that he wanted to go to. He had a list. They always have a list. Uh, it was Miami and Sh- the Suns. So there's a short list. Can you imagine if he accidentally threw Cleveland on there and he's like, oh, wait, sorry. Or like some shitty team. What's like a really shitty team? <laughs> Can you imagine if he's like, I slip with a pen and I put Sacramento? <laughs> so let's talk about, you know, what those packages might look like and where else he could even go. There's not even a package available now. Rico Bear room the market. Okay. So the Suns would probably offer Miles Bridges, Cam Johnson, every pick they have. And who knows if the Nets want DeAndre Aiden or if they even can have DeAndre Aiden because there's rumors that the Pacers are going to sign him. Uh, but he also is maybe on the table. The Ma- the Miami Heat can offer basically a dump truck. I mean, they can offer Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and picks. Like, I don't think that gets it done. They're not going to trade. They can't trade Bam. said they wanted Bam. If, yeah. they, if they get but, Bam, they have to trade Ben Simmons because uh, – Right. Because of the, there's a weird rule in the NBA where <laughs> I won't go into the details, but basically if you sign an extension after your rookie year, you can have two of those players on your team. So you, you can have, to have one who you, who you drafted and one who you traded for. Yeah. But in this case, it would be two that you would trade for because the Nets traded for Ben Simmons. Right? So but, they'd be getting in a trade. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, he would, you would think Kevin Durant would be going to Miami in part to play with Bam out of Iowa. It's not like that right. big of a team without him, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's going to be the case for most of the teams is if if Kevin um, would sign off on it, not that he necessarily needs to, he doesn't have a no trade clause. I don't like the fact we keep calling him Kevin in this podcast. If Durant <laughs> would like have any hope of wanting to be there, then they're going to have to keep like their good players, but the Mets yeah. would want their good players if they're going to trade him there. And I don't think a team's going to want to trade for Durant if he's just going to get there and immediately be unhappy, which if he's unhappy in Brooklyn, 
like, where is he going to be happy? I think that – I think the Phoenix one makes the most sense, especially if Aiden's included. The Nets aren't getting enough, though. You don't think so? If it was Aiden, Bridges, and Cam Johnson, and picks, that's – that's on the level of like what they could expect. Yeah. But yeah, or a third team, whatever. But um well they can do Aiden, Aiden hasn't yeah. signed the extension. So can, they can, can do that. They just can't have Booker with Ben Simmons. Yeah. But I don't doesn't seem like the Suns are offering that. No, this no. Well, doesn't I'm not sure the Nets even want Aiden. That's really yeah, isn't Toronto on the table too? Yeah, well, so let me go through all the teams. Yeah. Okay, so those, were the, so those were the ones that he requested. There's a few more lurking, okay? There's the Pelicans, who can trade Brandon Ingram and a bunch of picks, and that's an interesting offer, I think. Um, and despite that being a small market, that's a team that can compete right away that perhaps can keep Kevin um, happy. I mean, they would have to meet with him first and see if he wants to go there, but that's definitely a team that's lurking. And then, as you mentioned, Seth, the Toronto Raptors. That was Kyle who mentioned it. You think I'm going to give you credit for that? So they, looking for their own mercenary, perhaps after having one in Kauai in 2019, they could offer – there's one thing that they could offer that trumps anyone, but we're not sure if they will, which is Scotty Barnes. Which didn't – Kyle, didn't you send a report that they had offered a massive package that included Scotty Barnes? No, they have not. They haven't – They haven't. that must be a rumor because they haven't offered Scotty Barnes yet. Yeah, I think it was. Sam has intel in the inside sources from well, the Raptors. I mean, Scotty is my boy that I birthed my own loins. Yeah. You think I'm not going to know where my own son <laughs> is going? Um, so that they would be reluctant to offer that, I think. They could still offer Pascal Siakam and a bunch of picks or OG Ananobi and a bunch of picks, which, I mean, Pascal was third-team All-NBA last year. That's not a bad haul, right? So I think that's a very intriguing team as well, as long as Kevin wants to go to Toronto. So that's pretty – I would say those are the four big ones, the Suns, the Heat, the Pelicans, and the Raptors. Kyle, where do you think Kevin Durant is playing next year? And also, where do you want to see him playing next year if you had your brothers? I mean, I'd love to see him in Denver. <laughs> Not an option. Not an option. Although, if Michael Porter Jr. was healthy, it probably would be. Because yeah. to trade Michael Porter Jr. would be one of those pieces they're looking for. Unfortunately, no. Yeah, that's going to happen. But just imagine seeing him and Jokic just – Mm. That two man game, Sheesh. that would be unstoppable. <laughs> yeah, honestly, um, I hope it's either Miami or Toronto, and for some reason, I just want to see the the same. You know, Toronto make this all in play again, like they did for Kawhi to lead to a championship. I'd love to see that play out again and just be like. Mm-hmm. What a master class by the Toronto front office, even though they gave up probably Scotty Barnes, which I assume they would have to. But at the same time, right, does it matter if you have the rookie of the year or a championship? Yeah. Right? I mean, that would be crazy if they did the same thing they basically did with Kawhi in 2019. But and with Kawhi one, they only gave up DeMar Rosen, my firstborn child. And <laughs> fucking Jakob Pertle. So that was a much less of a risk for them than yeah. this would be, right, Seth? Yeah, 100%. I think um, it's kind of a game of chicken at this point where the Nets are saying, all right, well, if you're not giving us Scotty, then we're not taking the deal. And Toronto's hoping that the Nets will continue, like, not to find an offer and then they'll settle for Pascal mm-hmm. and picks. Which honestly might still be the best offer out there. Even yeah. with no Scotty, I'm not sure anyone's being Pascal in picks right now. Yeah. I would predict he'll be back on the Nets to start the season. Yeah. Until the um, trade deadline, I think, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're the Nets, right, you've let these two players just run your franchise for the last few years. Hasn't gone well. Last season was a complete debacle. No one was happy. And... I think now you you take a look in the mirror and say, listen, we got to do what's best for us, what's best for the franchise, and stop worrying about what Durant and Irving want. And KD has four years left on his contract. So four years, it's it's with crazy. no player option. So I mean, if 
you can be like, all right, well, you want to be traded. Okay, we're, we'll look for good trade offers. But in the meantime, you're coming to work. Yeah, you know? I mean, I think, I think the fact that it hasn't happened already probably means it's going to drag on into the season. And, I mean, if I'm the Nets, I want to trade Durant at this point anyway because Irving, who knows what the fuck's going on with Irving? I don't have James Harden anymore. I mean, Irving's going to be a Laker, is he not? Didn't LeBron say something about him not signing an extension until Irving is... So, yeah, for people unaware, is um, Kyrie Irving opted into his contract, um, and he there's basically one team that would ever trade for him at this stage of his career, and it's the Lakers because they're the most desperate team in the league, and they want to get off Russell Westbrook's contract. So in order to do that, they would take on Kyrie. That's probably the most – and that's the reason there's no way KD and Kyrie are going to play together because there's only one team that wants Kyrie. The Suns don't want Kyrie. Miami doesn't want Kyrie. Whoever's taking on KD, is, there's no way they're taking on Kyrie, right? It would be very difficult to imagine. <laughs> I mean, you might be like, okay, fine, we'll take Kyrie because we get Durant as well. But then you have to add, like, the, 40 the more salary, million to it, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and it's – I know all the rumors and everything is saying Kyrie, but why do the Nets do that? The Nets only do that because they were going to get a couple picks as well. Yeah, if the Lakers are attaching the 27 and 29 mm-hmm. first-round pick unprotected, mm-hmm. maybe, but – I would definitely do that because at that point, what do I care? Well, you Because it's even the last year of his contract, so I don't give a shit. I'll pay Russell Westbrook $40 million for a year. Why do I care, right? He'll make me good enough so that all those picks that I gave away from James Harden don't fuck me, right? And I'm just going to let him go at the end of the year. I don't know. Well, why not just keep Kyrie then? Well, you could He's do that too. He's away at the end of the year too. But he might not play. <laughs> yeah, but I guess $10 Russell's... million less than right. paying a bad player to... But you get two picks. Yeah. And you don't carry the weight, right? I don't know. It, it's kind of the question of is Brooklyn in rebuilding mode or like because they don't have their own picks, they're kind of like, well, we got to remain good, right? So that's why we need to get a good player back from Durant now. Yeah. And Isn't- try, to, try to create like a competitive team with Ben Simmons, whoever we get from the Durant trade. And, you know, Seth Curry and everyone else and at least be like a mid-level playoff team, mm-hmm. you know. Are we seeing just history repeat itself with the Nets? With the KG, Paul Pierce situation? Yeah, and in turn, they turn Boston good again. Are they going to turn Houston good again? I mean, if I'm Houston, I'm giddy right now. Josh giddy? Yeah. He's in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> because this is the scenario we, you wanted, right? hundred percent. Yeah. They have their first round pick, I think, through 2028. Yeah. I mean, it'll be, it could be great for Houston. It'll be less disastrous for the Nets this time around because they'll have whatever they recoup in the Durant trade, you know, because remember yeah, after they that, they were they just barren. Didn't get anything. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. But Houston could be looking at a way higher pick than we would have expected when that trade came. And I guess we were wrong about that because, or at least I was, because I wanted them to trade for Ben Simmons and they traded for those picks instead. And that's looking pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's looking better than it did a year ago, but I still wouldn't. It's not a guarantee that those picks are going to be, you know, top 10. Yeah. Like, again, so much is unknown. We haven't seen a lot of these players play like full seasons, right, in years. But it's like on paper, Let's just make a scenario, right? Ben Simmons, not even, let's not even add Russ. Let's just take away Kyrie. Say Kyrie doesn't play. Ben Simmons, Pascal Siakam, Seth Curry, Nick Claxton, and whoever else they have. On paper, that could be like a 7-8 seed in the East, don't you think? Fuck Ben Simmons. Your former boy. He's dead to me. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they have to at least try to be good, right? I think so, yeah. Or do they just say that's a sunk cost 
let's just get a bunch of picks and try to shore and, some other teams. And team. then those picks make up for the ones that we gave away. And that team might have a similar situation where Durant leaves and then we get those picks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, Sam, if you, you said earlier that you would you would try to trade Durant now. Yeah. So would you would you take Siakam and five picks? Would you take Ingram and five picks? Which one do you prefer? <clears throat> Both, either one? I would rather have Ingram. Okay. Really? Yeah. What's the age difference between those two? Three days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've never been a big Siakam guy. And B.I. is a, a good fit again uh, with Simmons if I'm keeping him. I feel like Siakam and Simmons is not enough shooting if I'm really actually thinking about basketball fit. Yeah. And B.I. just averaged 27, 7, and 6 in the playoffs. So, so you would take that? If he's also four offered. years younger than Siakam. Yeah, and yeah. he's much younger. What's that, Seth? You'd take that if Pelicans offered it? Yeah. And, I mean, if I were the Pelicans, I would do that. Yeah. Are you kidding? I'm not. CJ, Zion, and KD. It's yeah. a pretty good team. But I just don't know if KD wants to be in New Orleans. So right. They would have to. I would have to have assurances. That, that he'll at least play out his contracts. Like, yeah. yeah. This is crazy, man. Like, this never happens. It's like a top 10, 15 player of all time on a four-year contract, and anyone can have him. And yet it seems there's, there's no yeah. trade to be had. Doesn't it? Isn't that crazy? Anyone can't have him for free. Well, if the pitchers <laughs> just walk up and said, hey, Sadiq Bay. <laughs> what do you say? It's just crazy that they, the, there's no trade to be had. I've, I heard today that the Pistons had to tell Sadiq Bay to stop playing basketball. I heard that too. Oh. He, he would only be on the court all summer. Like, dude, you need a hobby. And then so apparently he just went like to what, Colorado and hiked or something? Uh, yeah, he's Colorado or like Utah or something, somewhere in the mountains. And he's yeah. just been hiking with no phone and stuff. He was like, I like being off the grid. <laughs> nice. I like Sadiq Bay. Yeah, me too. As of right now. Is that our weirdest 50 point score ever? Oh, mm. Brandon Jennings? No, that Brandon, wasn't weird, though. Brandon could light it up. He really could. Apparently, Sadiq can, too. <laughs> this game was crazy, though. There was yeah. only two games in the night, remember? And it was four tanking teams, yeah. and no one gave a shit. Yeah. Because something else was happening, like March Madness or something. And they were like, Sadiq Bay scored 50, and no one was watching the poor guy. <laughs> but yeah, this is crazy, huh, Kyle? Where do you think he really ends up, Kyle? I don't say Denver because it's not possible. You just said anyone can have him, so anything is possible. Yeah, apparently. Um, Jokic for Duran? <laughs> if Scotty Barnes is really on the table, then it's got to be Toronto. Yeah, there's no beating that. If he's not, then it still might be Toronto. Probably. Uh, probably say Miami. They don't have, I don't know. I don't want Hero. If either of you were. Brad Stevens. I am Brad Stevens, actually. Would you trade Jalen straight up, no picks? I was about to ask you that, so I have to ask. Yeah. I We have to ask you if you would trade Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant. I would not. Interesting. I would. I would. But can they do that? Isn't Jalen on one of those contracts, too? No. I don't think so. He's on the rookie extended. No one's mentioned it from what I've seen, so he must not be. Yeah, I haven't seen that mentioned. But that I is just... strange, right? <laughs> <laughs> Has he been with me that long or he's not on? I he's just, much like Udonis Haslam. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like um would it give us a better chance of winning a championship in the next two years? Yes. Well, it depends. But You'd have to I, I mean I'm doing it from a, a Celtics fan's perspective, obviously not like a what's the smart move as a GM. Yeah. Right. And I just would not feel as as excited and fulfilled if we won a championship with Durant after all of this. Mm. I mean, that being said, if that happens, obviously I'll talk myself into it within a couple of days. But talk yourself into it is Kevin Durant. You exactly. don't have to talk yourself into it. Well, well, the problem is you'd have to throw in some other player, right? To make the salary match. Yeah. So who would that be? Would it be a Well, I don't know how much their salaries are different. Yeah, it might not be that different. Like, could we just throw in like Grant Williams and whoa. Just gonna or throw away Derek, Grant Williams. Derek White. You're gonna have nine fingers on the Celtics, then? <laughs> just gonna throw in Scotty Pippen. Uh, Scotty Pippen Jr. is looking great, by the way. <laughs> oh, he's, he's gonna make Did you see? Lak
LeBron rushes to help up Scottie Pippen. I was watching. watching. Who gives a shit? What the fuck is even? We're getting so desperate for content. He was sitting like three feet away. (laughs) Okay, that's enough, Kevin Durant. Yeah, everyone is barred from saying the name Kyrie, Ben Simmons, or James Harden the rest of the podcast. Okay, Kyle, you can say James Harden one more time. Are we saving it? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's talk about the Gobert trade, which mm. I'll let me tell you my Disgusting. thoughts and then you can tell me why you agree. Okay. <laughs> so the Timberwolves get Rudy Gobert. Night I add that he's making $47 million in 2026. Okay. I'm just going to add that. We'll talk about that later. The Jazz get Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley. Former, <laughs> former Kansas State star. Is it Malik? Yeah. Malik Beasley. I like Malik. Patrick Beverly. They're gonna aren't they? Uh, yeah, he'll be buying him out. I'm sure. I hope so. Jared Vanderbilt, <laughs> some guy named Balmoral, who is the first round pick from last year. He's Walker Kessler, team. not Walker Texas Ranger, who is their first round pick this year. I hope silver. And four first round picks. Not only, let me tell you, three of them are unprotected, and the last one only top five unprotected. Yeah. Wasn't there a swap in there too? Or no? No. Okay. Now that is essentially. Five first-round picks, including Walker Kessler, right. their pick this year. Four of which are unprotected, one of which is top five protected, which – what protection is that? That's like a broken condom. So <laughs> – Did you hear that on a podcast somewhere? No, I didn't. You thought of that in the top of your head? I did, yeah. Here you go. Thank you. Cut that out, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so I hate it for – I hate it for the T-Wolves. And I, I think you guys might feel so- – now – Basketball wise, like I feel like the fit will be decent and they'll definitely be a better team next year, but they're not going to win a title. It'll be a good regular season. Right. They're not going to win a title and they gave up four unprotected first round picks to not win a title. So I'm not doing that. Rudy Gobert is making $47 million in 2026 when he's 34. That he should be a negative trade asset. And they threw in four pick, four unprotected picks. Not their best bench score, too. I wouldn't even like. I would say, hey, throw in a first to take on forty-seven million dollars no. of someone who can't dribble. That's that's too extreme. I mean, isn't there gonna be a new, think about it, new TV deal in twenty twenty-four? So the cap's gonna go up again. We yes, project. I'm not saying it's a good contract, but I don't think anyone in the league was thinking of Gobert as an albatross kind of contract that you had to. I'm being facetious, but only a little. I mean, it's insane that they threw in four picks. All right, should I play devil's advocate? No, Kyle, back me up first. Kyle, Kyle, back me up first, and then Seth will have to go against both of us. I mean, obviously, everybody knows I agree with you. (laughs) They should have banned him from the league, to be honest. He should be playing overseas with Yao Ming. (laughs) Is Yao Ming playing overseas? 45-year-old Yao Ming. (laughs) It's probably better than Rudy in the paint. Uh, (laughs) The thing is, this player, Rudy Gobert, what if I told you, player, there's a player. Let's not even name him, okay? who is literally has the worst shooting percentage in the NBA after taking a dribble. Okay. How much do you think you should be paying that player? That's not nearly enough. Maybe what, like a dollar a day. (laughs) I'd rather have Rudy Giuliani to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that one, that one got me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So give us the devil's advocate. All right. So you don't believe this though. The the devil's advocate is well, a lot of times he's shooting without dribbling, and he has a great shooting percentage on those shots. And he's one of the premier defensive players of our generation, of this generation in the NBA right now. As evident by their first round exits in the last how many years of the playoffs. And he fits well with. Carl Anthony Towns, who's a big, who stretches the floor, but can't really play defense or protect the rim. So it's it's a perfect fit there. And Timberwolves, like, have been looking for a player like that, um, especially after their, their playoff experience this year. And this is a franchise where, right, the, the Jazz just lived through this kind of what we might consider a mediocre stretch, right? They had a team centered around Gobert and Mitchell. Um, and yeah, they were usually like four or five seed. They had the one year, two seasons ago where they were the number one seed, but 
right? They never make it far in the playoffs, but they're still like a perennial playoff team. Well, the Timberwolves have never had that much success in their franchise history. Yeah. So, right, you were saying, I'm giving away four first-round picks, and I'm definitely not good enough to win a championship, so why would I do that? Well, on the flip side, you could say, I'm giving away four first-round picks to guarantee that the next 10 years of our franchise is the best 10 years that our franchise has ever had. 10 years? He only has like three years left on his contract, and it'll be like 35. All right, maybe even if you say the next five years, right? You could say three years. I don't know. Well, yeah. Those they've had one year where they were a good playoff team back in 04, I think. Yeah. And then there was the one mercenary Jimmy Butler year. Other than that, like they've never strung together even three seasons where they were a middling playoff team. They've never made it out of the first round. They've only made the first round once in their franchise history. Right. So if that's the the place that you're operating from. Um, I think it makes a little more sense to just throw all the chips in and say, listen, we've got one of the best young players in the league in Anthony Edwards. We've got a bona fide, big shooter, versatile, skilled offensive player. The only missing piece we have that's preventing us from being a perennial playoff team is a big who can uh, guard the paint, block shots, and do a little bit of screen and roll on offense, catch lobs, and dunk it. If that's our only missing piece, we're going to give up whatever we need to. And, hey, when you're dealing with Trader Danny, Danny Ainge, whatever he does to work his magic, he always seems to get more than you would expect back, right? So would I have done this if I were the Timberwolves? No, I would say not. I wouldn't give up that many picks for Rudy Gobert. but. Do I think it's comprehensible? What did I mess up in that word? All of it. Comprehensible? Comprehensible. Do I think it's comprehensible that they did it? Yeah, I do. I think it's more comprehensible than Kevin Durant wanting to leave the Brooklyn Nuts. Well, and that's apples to kumquats. Yeah, and I think... Kumquats? I think if we look (laughs) back on this in five years, we're going to say, yeah... They gave up too much for Gobert, but it wasn't a disaster either because they did like have a decent seat in the playoffs for a few of those years. No, I yeah, I mean I get all that, and like they will be better. But if you had told me they gave up like a first or two firsts, then I'd be like, okay, that's decent. Like I understand the move basketball wise. Right. So really, what you're saying is they gave up two first round picks too many, right? Three, but yeah. Okay. In the grand scheme of things, what are three first round picks? They might end up being like there's a what. 50-50 chance that all three of those picks are, like, average players who never do anything. But my fear is that, like, it's a shorter window than they think, and it's coming when Anthony Edwards is age 20 to 22. So, like, we know he's not going to be ready to win a title when he's 21. Right? We just saw Tatum finally made it when he was, like, 25, 26. I understand. It's not I'm about a title. And Gobert, Gobert is going to be – probably bad in like two years because he's an aging center so my, i guess my fear is a what i don't like about it is a the price and b the fact that the window is a low ceiling and isn't open as long as they might think it might be the window for what for a title contention yeah they're not going to win a title at any point in the next five years i don't think the timberwolves deep down think they're going to well you just can't give up that many unprotected picks if you're not going to be a title contender that's just bad business. You know yeah, what I'm and I, again, I agree with you that they gave up too much. But I also think you could say, well, it wasn't going to get done if we gave up one first-round pick, which you're saying that would have been good. And so are we really going to quibble with three first-round picks that we're going to expect are going to be, like, in the 15 range? And what we know in history is that most players picked in the middle of the first round are – role players or like don't even make it to a second contract 70 percent of players pick 15 to 30 exactly so it's easy to say like four first round picks and the way that nba trades work like first round picks are are a hot commodity but i kind of think they're overrated in general because most of the time they don't work out again it's like kind of high risk high reward right if you if you agree with what i just said too much you end up being the brooklyn nuts who give away Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum 
because they were just giving away first round picks willy nilly. But more often it's like, oh, like when the Celtics had that, you know, Sacramento Kings pick that we thought was going to be really good and it turned into Romeo Langford. It's like, oh, that one actually was completely wasteless, wasteful, worthless. <laughs> good Lord. So I don't know. I, I think it's a little bit. I think the logic is a, is a little bit weird if you're saying it's a good deal if it was one first-round pick, but it's the worst deal in history if it's four first-round picks because those three first-round picks are more than likely going to be mad. I didn't say it's the worst deal in history. You I just not. think it's high-risk, low-reward, and that's not the type of deal I want to make, just business transactionally. Yeah. Kyle, what do, you, do you agree? What do you, what do you think over there? Yeah, I mean, uh, I agree with everything everyone said. <laughs> yes, they should make the playoffs, and that's great. And I guess if you're a Minnesota fan, you haven't seen that in, you know, I guess besides the play-in this year, right? you haven't seen that in a while. Is that enough for you to be happy with giving up all the first-round picks you did, as you've mentioned? And in my opinion, no. Right? I'd rather not spend all that money and take more gambles on players from the draft or trying to build, you know, through trades and signings, a team formidable enough to make the playoffs and then utilize those trade picks to take your team to the next level at a later year. Yeah. Which I mean, right. This should take their team quote unquote to the next level in terms of just making the playoffs. But yeah, it's like, you know, as a fan, I guess it's exciting if you make the playoffs, but if you're bouncing the first round, then it's really not coming from a Bulls fan. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. I think the best argument against the trade is that the Jazz more than likely could have gotten different, a different player, maybe a better player for less. I mean, the Timberwolves could have gotten, mm-hmm. right? right? So what would it have cost the Timberwolves to get DeAndre Ayton? Mm-hmm. Could they have done all those players and one pick for Ayton? Yeah. I would have much rather had that than for sure. everything for Gobert, right? And yeah. Ayton seems like pretty available. So okay. I think, or even like maybe this segue into DeJounte Murray, right? Yeah. Could the Timberwolves have just done that? I would have preferred that. And, you know, Murray's much or at least several years younger, and we all think he's better right now than Gobert anyways, right? So I think that's kind of the argument is if you're willing to trade that much and sacrifice your future for like a win-now move, there are probably players that I would have preferred to get than maybe Gobert. But yeah, I think they had like their analytics department is looking at all the defensive metrics for Gobert and just saying like, we got to get this guy. This is what we need. We, we can't get anything else we don't want to sacrifice like this is the perfect fit so they went for it well it's also the the new owners too they have new owners that want to make a splash so they were willing to put in whatever but it's like and and people have been like oh you know you could you have so much lineup flexibility like you don't have to close with gobert if it's a bad matchup i'm like if you're not closing for my team in every single playoff game then why am i paying you 47 million dollars and giving up four unprotected first round picks for you it just doesn't make any sense yeah I would like to pay $47 million to a player who's going to play in the most important moments. Wow. Well, don't pay Kyrie Irving then. Uh, (laughs) What about the Jazz side of it? I mean, they got a haul, obviously. Do they trade Mitchell now, Kyle? What do you think? Um, I don't think so, because it was essentially one or the other, right? It seems like they preferred to have Mitchell, which makes sense. I'd rather have a player that could I'd rather have a ball. fucking wet paper towel than <laughs> go bear. So yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think obviously now they have a ton of assets to utilize to improve their team and build around the the focal point of Donnie himself. Um, I think you know they added some good pieces too it'll be interesting right because we've really only seen Jordan Clarkson be obviously the the main guy off the bench now you add Malik is he going to start 
that could be interesting. Him playing a small forward spot in the starting lineup is who. Who's going to play center for them too? Is it? Are, yeah. they, are they staying in house or what the hell is his name? Uh, was it BK? Yeah. Uh, I guess. Uh, I mean, maybe Kessler starts. You think so? Texas Literally. Ranger. Yeah. So what? It's um, Donnie. Mm-hmm. Malik. No, no, Ingles. No, Ingles. Who's the uh, Boyan Bogdanovich? Yeah. Boyan. Conley, yeah. Um, I would assume that, that Malik is starting small forward because I don't really see any other small forwards <laughs> unless they start to kill Alexander Walker. Which I oh see my god, yeah. he's a small forward. Yeah, it's pretty. Is he though? I mean, they're not going to. They're not going to make the playoffs next year, right? No, I think I think of it as like the Jazz are one step ahead of the Timberwolves in like franchise evolution right the Timberwolves would love to have what the Jazz just had the last five years where they're pretty good and now the Jazz experienced that and they're like you know what this team even though we're in the playoffs every year we're just not good enough to win a title and that's why they brought in Danny Ainge because he's not afraid to just blow it up to increase their title odds right so he worked his magic got a big trade they've got all these picks now um, and they can either use those and hope that they pan out or, you know, use them in trade pieces to get someone else. So I think as long as you can keep Mitchell reasonably happy there, which I think is a big if, um, I think it makes sense to keep him and try to build around him um, because he's still pretty young. So if they have some star young players in like three years, he's not going to be like, old and washed up by then so it could still work timeline wise and uh hmm. yeah so i would keep him unless they get like a really good offer for him which doesn't seem likely to happen right now with the trade market the way it is i trade him before the deadline i blow it up and i get victor Wembanyama. if you could guarantee you're gonna get big Vic, yeah but <laughs> the second guy is really good too scoop scooperson or whatever his name is scoop yeah <laughs> Kyle, we must move on to another big trade, which involved your boy that you can't even pronounce his name. You pronounce it like a mustard. Um, DeJounte Murray. Is right. Deontay a mustard? No, you should pronounce it like the mustard, but Kyle doesn't. Oh, that's true. Okay, yeah, sorry. Um, your boy is spicy mustard, DeJounte Murray. So he goes to the Atlanta Hawks. They get him. The Spurs get two unprotected firsts, one first from Charlotte, and one unprotected pick swap. Another big haul. Uh, and your boy goes to join Trey Young at the Hawks. What do you think about that, Kyle? You like that fit for him? It's interesting, um, mainly because I don't know what the Hawks' intentions are. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, Trey's been a ball-dominant guard ever since he came into the league, and kind of that's the same role that Murray Phil, he's a more of your traditional point guard that can go out there and get you a triple-double on, you know, any night, essentially. Um, but he's a good distributor, good scorer, but he always, you know, he's the facilitator. So how do those two kind of go together? Is Trey going to kind of take a, a back seat to the ball handling duties and the facilitating and be more of a traditional shooting guard where he's, you know, essentially just scoring the ball. No, I wouldn't think so either. <laughs> so that's why I'm interested to see how it plays out. Obviously, I'm a huge um, mustard fan. <laughs> uh, he is the uh, he's the definition of a stogie boy. Has been so. It's true. You know, I hope it works out. I'm interested to see how it plays out. If you know, we do get Trey taking on more of a traditional shooting guard role, I think that's a really interesting team that they have now. Because um, Murray's defense is pretty top tier too, which is mm-hmm. huge for that team. Yeah, I mean, defensively, it's exactly what they need, right? They need a ball-stopping point guard who – can create turnovers, which they were, I think, last or second last than last year. And as we know, Trey Young 
is the opposite of that player because he cannot defend a stop sign. And I love that fit on that end. But offensively, like you said, Kyle, Murray's the best with the ball in his hands because he's not a good shooter off the ball. So it's going to – and I guarantee you that Trey Young, when he doesn't have the ball in his hands, is going to stand there with his hands on his knees. So it's just going to be like Luka and Jalen Brunson, except if Jalen Brunson couldn't shoot. So, like, what I, I just don't really understand how that's going to work. Unless, unless Murray ends up being really good at catch and shoot threes, like, I, I think it really cramps your spacing if he doesn't have the ball in his hands. And when he has the ball, Trey's not going to be cutting like Steph Curry. He's going to be sitting in the corner with his hands on his knees like Luka Doncic. So, I, I don't know if I love that fit on offense, but you I know, don't. I feel like, what did we talk about this? Uh, I feel like, to some degree, we kind of talked about the same thing when – Harden went over to wait a second Brooklyn. Yes, that's, that's his line. last time you get to say it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, we were like, how can all of them have the ball when they work best with the ball in their hands? Um, yeah, but that's different because all of them are elite shooters. Right, but I think now that I'm thinking about this, the way it maybe plays out is we get the the shared court time of Trey and Murray, Trey will fall more to a traditional shooting guard role, but I think they're going to, I would imagine that they stagger their minutes as such as to where they're starting the game and probably ending the game together, but Mm -hmm. everything in between is going to be one or the other on the court. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, that's interesting because they didn't really have a great ball handler on the second unit. Yeah, that'll be great. Relying on Kevin Herter, who's Bogdan, and Bogdan, yeah, yeah, who also, I mean, not a great ball handler, so yeah, that'll be good for the backup point guard minutes for sure. Yeah, Uh, I think ultimately Trey Young has a choice. Does he want to keep doing red pill, red pill, or blue pill? pill. (laughs) Does he want to keep doing what he's doing and not play off the ball, or does he want to win? I mean, I'm guessing he's gonna keep doing what he's doing. Uh, Yeah, but you know what I want Atlanta to do. I hear. Let's hear it. Is call up Mr. Joe Sai. Hello. And say, hey, I know you haven't gotten many offers. I know you don't have your picks for the next ten years. <laughs> so you need a good player who's already a star now. I'll give you Trey Young straight up. No picks. Maybe we need to throw in a couple players for salary, but Trey Young makes a lot of money, so. And then you trot out a lineup where DeJounte can be full-on point guard, main distributor. You've got Bogdan, Kevin Durant, John Collins, and Clint Capella. And you got DeAndre Hunter as another big wing. They still have him, right? Yeah. I know they traded Herter. So, and they didn't they – are they the team that got Royce O'Neal? Or am I high? No, the Nets did. The Nets, okay, that's okay. So, anyways, so – I don't know. I think that's a team that could immediately contend in the East. The only thing is, if that were to happen, Ben Simmons also needs to be out because Trey's on that contract. Mm-hmm. Also, there's yeah. no way they're doing that, the Hawks. No, they wouldn't do that, but I would if I were them. I mean, I guess you can still win with that. Like, if you think about the Mavs, right? Luka, it's not like he really does – he doesn't do anything off the ball. And when Jalen was running pick and roll, he would just stand there, and they still made the Western Conference Finals. So yeah, I guess it could be done. I mean, I, I think I honestly, it obviously helps the team. Yeah, I think they're going to be good. I mean, uh, what were they? They play in this year. Yeah, I think it solidifies them as an actual top six. Probably, depending on what happens with KD, especially. Mm-hmm. Like, if KD goes somewhere in the Western Conference. That opens up a spot. Opens up a lot. But they, I still wouldn't put them above um, Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, and Miami. So, probably that, that five or six. spots. Chicago? I'm going to see. I mean, I, once again, like, it doesn't. They're not going to be in title contention in my eyes. No. And they did give up a lot of unprotected. So, you know, I don't like that. Why couldn't they be in title contention? Because they're not good enough. Mm, good I mean, point. they were in the Eastern Conference Finals two years ago. You know, that is a good point because that year, it just everything kind of happened 
like it just all broke right for them, right? Where the Bucks and the Nets played each other and that yeah. that helped them a lot. And that can happen again. So, you know, why not? But would I really even consider them a title contender that year? There's no way they're beating the Bucks, you know? I mean, they almost did. Not really. I mean, it was 4-2. Never felt in doubt to me, I guess. But I feel like they're going to be a mid-playoff team. That's what they're going to be, which is fine. And they gave up much less to get the get a player to get them there. And he's <laughs> better than so Rudy Gobert. Yeah. He can dribble, actually. Very so. true. On all accounts. Uh, on the Spurs side of it, I feel like at first I hated it, but the more I look at it, I kind of like it, especially given how much they gave they got in return and like the fact that there's been rumblings that DeJounte wasn't going to re-sign with them in a couple years. You know, if that's the case, then you might as well just recoup all this now, right? Supposedly Pirtle's on the out now too. Pirtle can't shoot a free throw, so <laughs> I don't want him. Yeah, I think I think it does make sense for them and and maybe they're trying to do the thing where they sell high on a player and when he's at his peak value instead of waiting until he demands a trade or just leaves in free agency for nothing, right? Yeah. So I think that makes sense. And um, they get some picks and they basically set themselves up to tank this year. For a boy. And I mean, if anyone has been successful in tanking <laughs> for generational players, it's been the Spurs. Dude, so. have you guys seen highlights of the Victor guy? I have. I mean – it's not that just he's like seven foot, he's seven foot three. Mm-hmm. He's French. Mm-hmm. You got to love that, right? The Spurs do love the French. He's basically <laughs> just Rudy Gobert, a couple extra inches. <laughs> With what you've told us about him so far. <laughs> he can also dribble and shoot uh, and pass. Ah, uh, so intriguing prospect. Yeah. Man. I mean, he's – is he is he more of a uh, – Guaranteed number one than Zion. Yeah, I think so. Mm. More than AD. I think so. Mm. He's kind of been like for two years. It's like everyone knows he's going number one. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or at least like two years from when the draft was. He's definitely the best uh, best in Zion for sure. So he's up there with like the KDs and the. Well, the KD Zions. didn't even go number <laughs> That's one. That's true. <laughs> hey, Greg it was looking good like though. since LeBron. You know. Whoa! Don't put that on Vic. I'm not saying better than LeBron. I just mean, I mean since he is. Then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. We're winding down our, our free agency extravaganza. Any other miscellaneous off-season moves you'd like to discuss? Uh, I, I'd like to bring one up. Nemanja Bielita. Mm. Going back to going Turkey. Going back to Europe. Yeah. That's big for Turkey, don't you think? Just, <laughs> just saying. They haven't had a talent like that in years. <laughs> since he left, I'm sure. Seth, do you want to talk about your stupid little Brogdon? Thanksgiving needs to watch out. <laughs> I am already deeply, passionately, and intimately involved with Malcolm Brogdon. Does Russell Wilson know this? Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Brogdon trail. I, um, I think, once again, Brad Stevens pulled off a deal. Not a huge blockbuster splash, but someone where we're getting quality, a quality player for very little. Um, and the biggest downside with Brogdon is that he has a very questionable injury history and he has a history of like not being available. Right. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, that's fine. We made it to the finals last year and all we gave up were players who weren't playing for us in the finals. Right. So we didn't give up any depth whatsoever. So if he's injured, then, Oh, well, we risk nothing. We lost Aaron Neesmith. And like a, a mid first round pick or whatever yeah. it was. So I think it's a home run for us. And I think he fits the bill of what we need with someone who can distribute. I heard him a little bit on a podcast with Woj today. And he was already talking about um, himself being a, a six man and being excited about like coming off the bench for a team that just made the finals. Yeah. And that shows like how much Boston wants to win that they were willing to pay into the luxury tax to get Brogdon. Right. So it seems like he's going to be uh, content in his role. And that gives us someone who can distribute still another versatile, big defender for his position and someone who can shoot off the catch as well. So I think it's a home run. And then we just signed Danilo Gallinari 
um, for I think it's like two years, 13 million, like mm-hmm. pretty, pretty cheap. And Danilo's obviously at the tail end of his career, but gives a little size, a little Al Horford insurance and another player who's like a high thirties, maybe 40 point, uh, 40% from three shooter to, to jump in. On, He's on averaging bench, 40 so. points a game. That's a winner. Yeah, that's a big <laughs> winner right there. Can I tell you something? Malcolm Brogdon's better than Rudy Gobert. That's facts. And you paid four less first-round picks for him. Mm-hmm. How many Is millions good? less? I would say at least 27. Yeah. What's he, he's getting 20 million a year? I don't – I would I, so. I would take Gobert over Brogdon in a, in a vacuum. In a pickup game? No. But on a basketball court? <laughs> tough choice. Kyle, any other off-season moves you want to bring up? Moves. It's a tough one. D'Anthony Melton was traded. He was. You're right. I did want to bring that up. Um, in a blockbuster trade during the draft. Uh, where's he going? Philadelphia. Honestly, Philly's made some good deals. PJ Tucker. Yeah. Love that for them. And Daniel House. Daniel House. Yeah, we're just running it back with a better center. With the Rockets. Except uh, James sucks now, so. James is now considered a team player, like we always knew. He, didn't the podcast. He, he just said James. He meant LeBron James. <laughs> yes. I mean, they're gonna be right back in the thick of it, and then they're gonna and James Harden's gonna fall during the playoffs. Hey, but maybe to help the team out. Maybe Embiid will not be injured this time, and they can push through. So you got don't bet on it. <laughs> James Maxi. James Maxi. Who's well, I can't think of who their small forward is. Tyrese Harden. Tobias Harris. Yes. I mean, I was thinking Keegan Murray, my bad. Um Keegan Murray. There's a joke from the last podcast. Uh. I don't remember. <laughs> I blacked out during that live pod that we did. <laughs> um PJ and Joel. Kind of love that. No? I mean it, I do not. They're going to be right back in the thick of it again, and then we'll see if James Harden falters like he always does. Well, he has all right Maxi to fall back on. So friendly bet right now. Is it friendly? I mean, who goes farther in the playoffs next year? Okay. Minnesota Timberwolves, Philadelphia 76ers. Give me the six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's giving us free money again. <laughs> I thought he was gonna say Boston or the Sixers. Oh, I'll take the Sixers. Please. You'll take the Sixers. All right. Well, you want to split the one with Utah? Utah. Five each. You mean Minnesota? Yeah, I bet Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. five each. Wait, what are we betting on? Philly makes it far. What if they tie? You really think Minnesota will make it farther than Philly? I think they'll probably both lose in the first round or both lose in the second. But what if one of them loses in the first, one of them loses in the second? Then I'll might win the bet. I would guess. I guess this is actually most likely going to be watched. They're both going to lose in the second round. Yeah. That would be the most. You think Minnesota makes it in the second round? Well, it depends on their matchups, obviously. They could be like a four or five matchup. I mean, if they get the Warriors in the first round, though. I don't even think they make it out of the first round. They might not. They honestly might not even pass the play in. Oh, baby, that's spicy. (laughs) That's spicy like a Dijon mustard. In fairness, the West is going to be, I think, much better than the East again next year. Right. Especially Durant leaves. Yeah. So I should I should get a like no, but I'm you talking I'm, you're you're, it? no I'm ten bucks and then Kyle five bucks each yeah yeah I'm I'm doing I'll it also for the bet fun that Philly makes it farther than Boston deal I got I just won my money back wait can I bet that on the other side <laughs> wait you want Boston right, so yeah. five bucks each yeah, yeah us okay, two. I could make bank he <laughs> <laughs> can make bank ten bucks goodbye max. I'm going to Cabo I'm retiring. Uh, oh my God! Boston's gonna wipe the floor with the Sixers. Yeah, that I would agree with that. All right, anything else to say about the NBA offseason? I've said enough. I think you've said too much of anything, Kyle. No, I think that was a great way to wrap it up. You gotta type these up so I don't forget. You're welcome for thinking of it. Any last words for the listeners, Kyle? I know you have some, Seth. I know you don't have any. Seth just left. We can say anything now. <laughs> Holy shit, Regal Bear sucks. I can't wait until the Sixers and uh, Boston play face each other in the first round. I can't either. Kyle, give us a send off. We'll never forget. Rest in peace to the homie. 
laugh along. 